Welcome, everybody, to the Building Aaronsburg podcast. I'm Thomas Aaronsburg. And I'm Catherine Aaronsburg. Today, we're going to talk about how we keep our memories over the history of our time <laughs> for our family and such, business, it's, it's almost all like kind the, of stuff. The whole baby book thing. You know, you start off with your kid and you have some sort of book where you put every sonogram picture, every first tooth loss and haircut and all that stuff. And then by the fourth kid, you're like, who needs a baby book? Right. We've got these memories in our heads. Yeah, I don't. I think it stopped before the fourth kid for us, but it stopped before the first one. I never even kept a baby book for the first one. But yeah, that but was if me. you if you go online, I mean not online. If you go on our computer where we keep most of our photos, there are folders like by month. Yeah, month by from month. Two thousand eight. Month by month of like the time that I got pregnant, like showing bellies. Yeah. And then when she was actually born, then we started talking about you know taking pictures of those and filing them month by month because everything that that first kid does is just the most adorable thing you've ever seen i don't know if we felt that way about it but maybe we did do you think we did i don't know i i had the very distinct memory again we're talking about memories here which are not great and we've talked about before how varied they can be and (laughs) how they're never correct but um i have always had the very distinct feeling of like yeah, 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 my kid is just like every other kid, kind of in a way. Like, I don't feel like they're cuter or smarter or more special than anybody else's kids, Yeah, really. And I try to not project that on them, for one, or, like, have that aura surrounding me as I walk through the world. Because it dry- I guess it's all because I've seen how other parents do it, and they're like, oh, look at, look at Junior, blah, blah, blah. He's just all boy, and he's, like, a terror, yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, no, he's not all boy. What does that mean? Yeah. What does just, that even mean yeah. to be all boy? Things that boys do. What does that mean? Get in trouble. Like. Ki- climb on stuff. Break <laughs> oh, okay. Stuff. And that makes it okay just because it's like deemed a, a title uh, of all boy. No, I think it's, it's parents justification for. Right. So those are the things I've seen over time from other parents who, you know, you're, you're sitting there going like, this kid's a brat. And their parents are like, he's all boy. And you're yeah. like, okay. He's very spirited. I am never going to be the parent who like somehow justifies my child's bad behavior by like thinking it's precious. I'm pretty sure that I think everything our kids do, like it probably annoys me more than it annoys the people who yeah, for sure. are around me. I think that's sure. probably true. And I prefer it that way, honestly. I'd prefer for them to <laughs> cave, be annoying to you. cave to my pressures of expectations than, to, you know, to be an annoyance to other people. I just think that that's a, I don't know, maybe that was some sort of like coming into parenthood. That was one of my really irrational fears was that my children were going to be some sort of like burden of any kind on anyone else. Because I don't even like really ask anybody to watch our kids that often. Right. And I think I've always felt from even before I had the time, you know, had kids was like, I don't want. Anyone to think that, like, when they're in the room, I don't want for people to wish we weren't there. I don't want for people to, you know, not not want to be around these people. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I don't know. I don't think that was ever a parenting philosophy we ever talked about or anything that we really ever discussed. But that's definitely something that is always in the back of my mind. I want I want to remove them or discipline them of any given situation because they annoy me before they're annoying the general public yeah. or even family yeah. who likes them more than the general public does. Yeah, that's true. But 
anyway, all this, <laughs> so it's kind of all the subject of memories in general. But um, so we started off with baby books and digital files, which, by the way, at this point, so we started keeping the digital files and I was going to like print books, I think. That was the plan. One a year or something like that. Yeah. And then somewhere around the time maybe we had two or three kids, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to keep I'm going to keep taking pictures. I'm going to keep filing them away. And then when I have time, when they're a little older, I'm going to go back through and be a little more objective about the photos that I choose and put them into a yearly book. Right. And give them each a book. So they'll have it when they take, you know, when they go. That really didn't happen either. It hasn't happened yet, but they're not quite big enough yet. Like they're getting to the age, I think, now. Oh, where they would appreciate it. No, no, where I feel like. They aren't babies anymore. I'm not taking constant photos anymore or videos or whatever or like in the trenches of babyhood to where I can now and also I'm far enough removed from it to where I can go back and go, okay, I only need one of those photos or, you know, oh, we do want to remember that. Like when grandpa was here and make sure that he's in some of the photos and that type stuff, you know, because I think at the time, if we had just gone right in and went and printed a a book full of photos from that year, we'd have photo, we'd have a good, like, how do you choose, right? You'd have. It's much harder for you to choose that, that close to the time when you took it. Now that we're, you know, 10 years removed, if that, maybe it'd be easier to to choose a good set that actually they might want to look at when they get older. Right. Although I have to say there is something really nice about the old uh, photo books that we used to have when we were kids where you can slip a photo out of the album and hand it to somebody or make a copy of it or whatever. Yeah, you know, that's actually something interesting to think about. Back when we were kids, you know, our parents had a camera that probably had, what, 25 shots? How How many pictures can you take on a roll of film someone's yelling at their in their radio whatever right now but i don't remember 35 i don't i don't know what it was either but you only had a certain number yeah and you were going to use them wisely to be like really selective about what Mm -hmm. what and then it costs money to have them developed and all that stuff yeah i mean whereas now we're just you get your phone out even before phones and you had a digital camera Mm -hmm. and you could take hundreds of pictures yeah dump them on your computer and take hundreds more and that's the era we were in right. from the start was a digital photo, not phones necessarily, but digital yeah, the photo. digital cameras. Yeah. Yeah. So we always were in that era ever since we've had children. Like when we, I was in college, I had a, a digital camera mm-hmm. and I remember we went on a school trip and I did have to limit how many pictures I took because my memory card was so big, only so big. Right. And I knew that I was running out of space. And so I actually had to go back at the time I was at the, on the trip and delete out some of the photos I had taken right. because I wanted other photos more. And I remember making that decision. Yeah, but you could do that on the bus or whatever, you know, in your hotel room the night before the next day. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you took 150 pictures, I didn't you bring go any, back. I, for some reason, I didn't bring any kind of laptop to dump them one to. I was or just, just another memory card. Yeah, nothing. It had one memory card on my camera and that was it. <laughs> yeah. So I dumb. guess you maybe you thought, well, I'll just go through and delete the ones, you know, because you'll take... Yeah. 10 pictures of the same thing. Thinking yeah. one's going to be blurry or the light's not going to be right. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think about any of that stuff. You think that I was no. thinking about lighting situations? Maybe not the lighting. Circa 2007. But the way the picture's framed or... No, it wasn't even 2007. We graduated from college in 2006. No, this would have been like 2003 yeah. or four <laughs> when I was going on the East Coast field trip and everything with my class. But anyway, so that's how we kept memories. And then um, we would go on 
vacations, I remember our objective every time we would go on a little family vacation when we had one kid or two kids or whatever, mm-hmm. we went to Italy, we went to Chicago, relatively close to each other, and we right. went to Hawaii. And each time we would go to those places, we would buy a photo album yep. for that place. And I remember um, that was kind of our like our souvenir that we would right. bring back because right. we're not real like tchotchke people. Right. Yeah. So we're not going to buy like coffee mugs and like towers that say, you know, Sears Tower and that type of stuff. We're sure. just not going to do that. And so our photo album was always our representation. Our yeah, yeah. From our trip. And um, we went to Callaway Gardens this last summer and um, a couple of families went with us that we know and are friends with. And I was talking about the photo album. I said, you know, is there gift shops here? Can we buy a photo album? And she goes, why do you need a photo album? I'm like, because I want something that says Callaway on it. Right. It's like from that place. There are all place. the pictures in there. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, like a, I don't know, flowers or some activity that you look at the cover and you go, we did that. Like we right. went to the butterfly gardens. We went here. We went there. Um, and... She goes, well, you can just go to Shutterfly and put the Callaway Garden logo <laughs> on the front of it. And I was like, no, that's oh. not the same. <laughs> well, it's way easier. So that's yeah. what I ended up doing. We took all these photos. They're all on our phone. We brought our nice camera up there, never took it out and used it. Right. Um, and so I'm going to do that. I'm going to put together a Shutterfly book, um, probably for the kids for Christmas. They had such a doggone good time. I mean, you yeah. would think that a 13 down to a seven, eight-year-old would not care about having a photo album from... Our kids love our photo albums. They oh love to get gosh. the ones out from Hawaii and Chicago and Italy and just... Flip even through. though half of them weren't born for those, mm-hmm. they just like to flip through them and, and see all the, the stuff that we did. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. So I think that might be a Christmas gift or something. But I do remember back when... When cell phone, well, digital cameras were a thing, obviously, already. And then we started morphing into cell phones and people taking all these photos of themselves and everything else. And I remember hearing at the time that there would be more photos taken, you know, in a day than most people take over a 10-year period in in any more time, you know, in the past, basically. Mm -hmm. Because everything had been film, it had been digital cameras and these small memory cards. And now with the invention of smartphones where you can just have it in your pocket you don't have to carry this separate thing yeah it calls people and it does phone and video and all these different things that that the amount the sheer amount of photos like you said it's no longer whatever the limit of um the your uh, regular camera right the the role the film role is the 24 or whatever it was you're no longer limited to that and so you know you're just taking hundreds and hundreds of i mean today for example today i sent you a photo of where I found the oat milk because I've been unable yeah. to find it for... And who would take a picture of that? Who the heck would take a picture of that 30 years ago? No one. Absolutely no one because it would have been a waste. You would have waited till you got home and told the person, like, you won't believe where I found the oat milk. And you would never have gotten to see a visual representation of where the oat milk is. So it's it's been a... <laughs> and now we have it documented. In case for we what need purpose? To go back. Zero purpose. I'll forget next time we go into... By the way, everybody, it's on the juice aisle. If you're looking for oat milk at Walmart, it's in the juice aisle. Also, I found out that the hamburger helper isn't kept on the boxed meal aisle. Next to the mac and cheese? Nope, not next to... I called two people. I called you, Thomas, and I called your sister. And I was like, hey, I'm real embarrassed. Where's the hamburger helper? Hamburger helper's a big deal in the Aaronsburg house. Yeah. Not so much in our Aaronsburg house, but you as a child. yes. Speaking of memories. (laughs) Um... Hamburger Helper was a huge, huge deal at your house. You guys would eat cheeseburger, hamburger, helper. Yep. With what? Rice. (laughs) 
It was carbs. like carbs. Carbs and carbs. <laughs> what are we having for dinner? And some hamburger. Carbs and carbs and fake cheese, <laughs> please. Yep. So anyway, um, good stuff. I was asked to bring that for this evening's contribution to the meal, the family meal that we have on Sunday evenings. And um, <laughs> I couldn't find it anywhere. I looked in the mac and cheese aisle, which is where all the box dinners are. The mac and cheese is there. Mm-hmm. The rice aroni, the zatarans, like all these like boxed meals are there. Right. Nope, not where hamburger helpers kept, at least not in that place. It was um over by the tuna. Yeah. The can aisle is where it was. I thought it was in the can section for some reason, and I don't know why. Thanks for letting me know, because I called you specifically to ask you where it was. Yeah, and I thought mac and cheese first, and then when you said the can aisle, it made me think, yes. <laughs> Suddenly you Yeah, remember. it's all coming back to me. So I just Googled um, how much, how, much how many pictures you could take <gasps> oh. on a roll of film. Okay. Would you like to venture a guess? 24. Okay, you had two options, 24. <gasps> oh, I got it right. And thirty six. Thirty six. Yes. See, not even didn't even really dig that deep to think about it. I was picturing the yellow roll, the Kodak That's, roll. I could flip this around for you <laughs> with the black writing. Yes, it's yeah. the one. And I have to say, I had no idea what any of those numbers mean. You know, now that I use a camera a lot more, I know what all those exposures mean, and yeah, you know, all these different things. But anyway, just, back then you just need to know how many I could take. <laughs> yeah. So another thing. Yeah, how many do I have left? And then as soon as you accidentally hit, the, you know, you had the little number in the top of your yep. camera. So mm-hmm. it would tell you which one you were on. And then sometimes I think it would advance further than you thought that you, you know, like you'd gotten to your last one and you didn't know it yet. And it would always suck up that yep. film into the canister in the back. Yeah, We're really aging ourselves here. Well, you must have had a nice one that um, you didn't have to hand roll it like you take the picture and you thomas that's like the ones they used to use for wedding you know like the box the cheap ones yes no, those were like there disposable was a, I had a, good, a good i had a nice plastic one no you did not yeah that didn't it have the rolled? little you know like you had one i remember you, you had, had one that you hit the button and it would mechanically okay. anyone who knows what one. we're talking about is following along perfectly and anybody who doesn't know <laughs> what we're talking about you're just like making noises to represent things and no one knows what you're talking about right now but yes so the really Junky, cheap plastic camera. Not the disposable no. ones, because those were really bad. Yes. But then you had, like, I can picture, was it maroon in color or gray in it color? Was gray. Okay. <laughs> I about. can picture exactly what it looked like. And you would have to advance with the little... Yeah, manually. You manually. You advance it. But then when it was done, you had to flip that wing up, and you'd have to roll it manually, too, to roll right. the film up into the canister. Yes. Holy mackerel, I've completely forgotten about that. Yep. All comes back, it and then really when does. you got the nice one, that was somewhat digital. I guess it wasn't. <laughs> when you take a picture, you could hear like you could hear it advance. Go into itself. the next yeah. film, and then when you took the last one, it would make that ridiculous noise of it winding it back. Yeah, up. Yeah, you thought the thing was going to explode. It was like yeah. <laughs> wow. Ooh, let's get. We really got in that way back. Okay, machine. so I did. I was thinking about this too when we were talking about pictures. Yeah, if you've ever noticed, if you ask like your mom or someone of your mom or maybe even my parents, although my parents seem to have figured this out, hey, can you take a picture of us? How many pictures do they take? Oh, one. Yes. Whereas like if you or I was to take a picture with our phone, yeah. you're like, all right, everybody smile. And then you're like. You just take 10. Yes. Because you know everybody's going to move. Right. Isn't that interesting? That's definitely generational, I think. But it's because. Yeah, they grew up they with... They grew up with, you're only getting one shot at this, so everyone better be perfect, yeah. this one picture. We're always telling my My mom's very good at posing photos. Like, she can line it up really well. Some people are not. Yes. 
There are some people who like cut feet off and like what? Too much headroom. I don't understand how this is a difficult thing to do to take a photo. You gotta have an eye for it. I mean, we're we're not talking about photography quality here. We're talking about point and click quality where you just, you look into the viewfinder and everyone is evenly distributed top, bottom, left, right. It ain't hard. You'd be surprised. I am. I am always surprised. Every time someone does it badly, I'm like, "Did you? you not be do you not see this hole? There's a gap there. Tell someone to move into it." Um, but yes, that is very true. The older generation than us, I would say, anybody a little bit older than us, takes one photo. The yeah. end. And we take like 15 photos, and then you just go delete all the other ones that you didn't like. Or someone's like. not looking, or they're moving. Yeah, it's blurry. A weird face. Yeah, someone's blinking. Yeah, it's almost like we eliminated the need for Photoshop a little bit. Because what I used to do is um, in college when I had a digital camera and I knew how to use Photoshop, I would take four, five, six pictures with my digital camera, and then I would go into Photoshop and like swap people's heads around if somebody right. was crying or something was going on. But now all I have to do is to take you know, 15 photos and just choose the best one. There's right. no, there's no head in, switching. In 15 needing. shots, you, everyone's going to be looking at the camera for at least one of them. Hopefully. Hopefully. And you know what? At this point, it's like, I don't even care. <laughs> Maybe it's part of it too. <laughs> just. Don't need that perfect picture. Well, I think that we've gotten a lot more loose with that. Yeah. To some extent. Maybe not some people. Some people. I mean, if well, you're I mean, if, if you're, you're talking about your point and click, like camp, your phone sure. or whatever, I think if it was you hired a photographer, that would right. be a different story. With But with as many photos as we take now, I think people have loosened up quite a bit with needing that perfect photo of every person that's in there because you're going to take another one like in 10 minutes anyway. Right. You know, yeah. you're just constantly taking photos. So it's a, you know, it's. It's what social media people, you know, we talk about like the, how self-centered people are and all this type stuff. And we're constantly taking selfies and, and all this. And I think there's two sides to all of that. And in the last week, well, not last week, yeah, the last few days probably or so, I've been going through all of my old social media on Instagram specifically who archives all of your stories Mm -hmm. and all these pictures and everything you've taken over all this time. And I've been going back to, cause you, you can make a highlight where it's like right about you just a, pick it, certain things. Yeah, there's a specific subject I can go through and I can pick videos over a large period of time and group them together because I've talked about 50 different things within that period of time, but you can kind of pull sure. all of them together into one highlight. And so you have to go back and kind of watch everything you've done and then to pull it into a highlight. So I was doing that and I was really shocked at um how much we'd gotten done in the last year. Yeah. And um, how much our house had changed, um, how much we had documented and gone through, and the fact that we got the Cushman a year ago now. like I know. It seems forever ago. You feel like it had been longer than yes. a year ago? I feel like it's been less, but like I didn't remember that we got the Cushman, and then less than a week later, you had it running. I didn't have that recollection whatsoever. I thought it right. took you much longer to get it running. Um, I didn't recall that in January of that year, it stopped running again. You know, it's broken a thousand and one times. We're right. in the broken uh, phase right now, too, but... All I'm getting as it all I'm getting at is that the other side of that social media, us constantly documenting everything, is actually a good thing because yeah. it brought back memories for me that I don't remember. I glaze over everything. Like my brain right. just I mean you probably remember the over. highlights, but the, some of the stuff you're watching were not highlights. They were just little things that were done. Yeah. So I would I would encourage people. Um, you know, mine's always been for my business, but it's included our personal stuff. It hasn't just sure. been the business. And I'm really thankful that I've been able to document 
what we've been doing, the kids, what they've been doing, how much they've grown in a year. Yeah, like that's 20... always the amazing thing. You look back at at pictures of the kids and just the way they talk and the way they act a year ago. Mm-hmm. Completely different. Especially our oldest child who turned thirteen this year. Her face has changed. She's grown. She's taller. Like yeah. everything has changed, and it's just been a year. And I know twenty twenty was a blur for everybody, and it was for us too. Um, and of course, when I was in the middle of it, I thought, I'm fine. This is fine. Mm-hmm. Everything's fine. Everything is just fine. But we made this crazy Cushman purchase. Yeah. The kids were home for like a year straight. Yeah. Um, we got a dog. We got a dog during quarantine. Mm-hmm. What on we're, earth? There's no way we're the only ones that did that. No, there everybody. A lot, of, a lot of quarantine There dogs. was literally no dogs in the pound. Did you know that? No, I didn't. When, no, there was... <laughs> There was no dogs in the pound. There was a dog shortage before shortages even started happening. <laughs> that was the, the first, the OG shortage. Yeah, <laughs> the dog pet shortage. shortage was the OG shortage. Um, supply chain issues with dogs. Um, everyone wanted a companion pet during the quarantine. Yeah, because you're stuck inside. You can't go anywhere. Yeah, and I don't know if there, it was a matter of people actually adopting these dogs or they decided to foster them or what, but there was no dogs in the pounds or any yeah. anywhere um, in shelters. And so everyone had a dog. We got a dog, like... When I look back at the videos of what we did over the last year, it's like it it actually kind of blew my mind a little bit. And it didn't feel like anything at the time. Right. Nothing ever feels like anything. That's what's wrong with me. I will self-diagnose that that is what's wrong with me. I can be going through the most incredible time or the most terrible time. And for me, yeah, it's, it's just, just like... Day. It's just another day. Yeah. Just get through it. Wade through it. That sounds like the most depressing thought ever. I just realized it. And it's not a matter of just get through it, I don't think. It's just right. like everything is like, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. And I know we talked about that a few podcasts ago. Yeah. With That's that's a good thing, right? If you can keep that mindset. But at the same time, like being able to recognize is a really good thing or a really bad thing is probably, there's probably some benefit to that. Sure. That I'm not great at recognizing at all yeah but also being able to kind of stay even you know even temperament i get stressed out very easily though so i don't think i really have all that much of an even temperament and i god i'll yell i get i get fired up very quickly i have a very short temper so i don't know that necessarily even keel is the way to put it and i realize all everything i'm saying right now is very contradictory um but I don't know, just... Yeah, but the highs the highs aren't too high and the lows aren't too low. I mean, that's... Yeah, I just feel like everyone was freaking out about quarantine. And I was just like, it's gonna, it's fine. Yeah. It's just fine. And that was like the biggest thing ever. Like... Yeah. I feel like everyone else was probably adequately measuring it. And I was not adequately measuring it. As far as, like, what this is as yeah. a whole. And when you look back on it, it's like, holy crap. We were in, like... We... We didn't really. We were in a pandemic. We were in a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. And not, I mean, but that's just one example. Sure. We went and bought, like, on a whim, a mini truck, and you agreed to it. What in the actual heck happened? I had a lot of free time on my hands. (laughs) I was looking for something to do, I guess. (laughs) Well, we did a lot, too. We, you know, did the epoxy on the floor, then redid the epoxy on the floor. We put up four doors across the back of our house, knocked down a chimney. Chimney. Chimney? (laughs) Chimney. (laughs) Was that last year? That was last year. Yes. Insane. Insane, insane amount of things that we got done in the last year. We um, redid our entire foyer. In hallway, you built that scaffolding yourself. I'm telling you, it had to have been all the free time that we had. I don't, I don't see every year being like that. Maybe, maybe we should go back further in the Instagram yeah, archives I mean, that was, to that's, see. That's a lot of stuff that got done. Yeah, 
And it I, had to have been the free time. There's no way. Like, I'm thinking about what I do now daily. There's no way. We've been chipping away at that garage area. I'm telling you, like, in August of last year, that garage looked like, like, we had our July 4th um, family gathering last year. Mm-hmm. And you saw what our, I showed it to you, what yeah. our garage looked like. It was In our July 4th wreck. gathering this year. And do you remember how we felt day. then? We were so proud of it yeah. then. Do you remember that? I do remember that. I remember we are making progress. I remember feeling people are going to be wowed. When yes, <laughs> yes. I remember feeling such pride with how our how that garage outdoor area looked a year ago, and now Yikes. I now I look back at that and I'm like, <laughs> what on earth? Embarrassing. It is embarrassing, but I would say I think part of it is that you and I both. When we, we plan the way we do, we have a vision for how things are going to be, and we can see it. We see it how it's going to be, right? Yep. So <laughs> we... We don't see it for what it currently we is. We do not ever see it for what it currently <laughs> is. It's really bad. Because I remember, we've again, we talked about this before too, but in the Azalea Street house when we lived there, which is our last house in Midtown, we when we first bought that place, Thomas and I were like, this place is awesome. Yeah. It was a dump. It was an absolute dump. And every family member who walked through it was like, what, what were you thinking? Like, this is a disaster. Yeah. And we didn't we didn't see it. What is wrong with us? <laughs> we, see, we see the best in everything. That's not true. It's not even <laughs> true. Like, I don't even... There's some weird optimism when it comes to some, like, personal... Certain things. Yeah. Certain things. And then I have some true pessimism about a whole lot of other things. So, I don't... Fishman. No, I don't have... Pe- you have pessimism I about that. yeah. You, but there was so much optimism at the beginning. Yeah, I don't know when you're... It's all the roadblocks with that thing. Like, every no time I feel pun like intended. I'm making... Ugh, roadblocks. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> uh, I don't know when like you're, you're every every time I feel like, yes, I've figured it out. I've got it fixed. Let's I mean, I I think we changed the oil on that thing and you were driving it out of the driveway and the brakes locked that up. That is what happened. That is exactly what happened. So we had spent I mean, we we bought it. I got it working within a few weeks. We drove it around and it would it would die. It would only drive like maybe a block or two. And then it would it would just die. She so changed the fuel pump so and the spark plugs we, and the. We did all kinds of stuff, but it sat for months because that was like in the middle of football season. Mm-hmm. So it sat for months. We got it working again in December or January sometime. It was my dad's birthday. We got it working sometime in August. That was, yeah, because his birthday is in August. Right. And then it broke again. Or July is his birthday it's in, in July. July? My mom and dad's birthday are both in July. Yeah. <laughs> Cut this out. When are my parents' birthdays? I don't know. <laughs> it was. But then it sat for like four months. Got it working again. And then it, I mean, once we got it working, it. I know. It's been off maybe, and on. Maybe three weeks and it broke again. But I can say the amount of stuff that we've learned about that just, and it's not just about that machine in particular. We've learned so much about, you've learned about engines. I've learned about brakes and parts and all kinds of things and when you have to learn about the parts for this thing you're learning about parts for about 15 different vehicles because none of them are the same you know they all like are a big mismatch frankenstein situation so i've learned about nash metropolitans i've learned about uh spit what is it spitfire triumphs triumph spitfire Spitfire. (laughs) i've learned about cushmans and west coasters we've re-identified our cushman as a west coaster now which they were all used as mailster so anyway we're just learning this 
um, you know, different, completely different, like tree of knowledge than we've learned about anything ever before. I mean, it's like brand new baby, you know, newborn stuff. And it's kind of exciting. Like I've delved so deep into some Facebook groups, Cushman Facebook groups. You learn, I mean, these people are from all over the country. They have a similar hobby to you. They have the same kind of vehicles to you. They're all willing to help. And, you know, during a time when we're all feeling so political and so, um, disjointed from everyone from coast to coast you know i really feel like a lot of these people were all unified by the cushman it sounds so west coaster west coast (laughs) male let's just call it a maelster let me tell you how quickly okay well let me finish my first thought one is you know a lot of the people who own these vehicles are on the coast they're either in california you know because that's where these things were kind of prolific well, they were made in Nebraska. Um, a lot of them were made in Lincoln, Nebraska, which is, you know, Midwest-ish. And right. then, you know, further further west, obviously. Um, but yes, a lot of them were used in temperate climates like California, Florida. Um, they didn't do great in the snow. But anyway, there's these things were all over the place, but mostly stuck to the coast, which tend to be not as politically aligned to the south as right. other places in the country. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, on the face, you might think, like, there, we just have all this, like, pull-apart stuff. And I just feel like the groups I've been in, is just full of helpful people. And it just starts to bring together some of the, like, the nice things that we sure. know exist around. And it just feels really nice. So, um, but yeah, I was going to say, I was going to go when I went back to Mother's Sentence. Um, when I first got involved in these Cushman sites, we purchased this thing, this vehicle as a Cushman. That's what it was advertised as. It had yeah. a truck bed on it that says Cushman on the back of it. Our engine is a Cushman engine. Right. Um, so I'm like, we got a Cushman. So I go on to one of these uh, Facebook pages that's for Cushman owners, and everyone's like, that's not a Cushman. It's a West Coaster. I'm like, well, color me shocked. I have no idea. Like, right. you're, yeah. you're speaking to someone who has zero knowledge. And of course... 50% of people, maybe even more than that, on these pages are, like, hobbyist um, car, like, fixer-up, what do you call them? Like, right. Rebuilders, re- remodelers. Remod- like a professional remodeler type. Yeah. yeah, or at least have some sort of, like, mechanical knowledge, which you and I don't have. No. We literally just, like, that thing is cute. We want to ch- figure out how to fix it, and we're we're interested in DIYing things. That's as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. And so... I'm just really relying on so many message boards to to read them and figure out what's going on. Um, and so they told me it's a West Coaster, which is very similar to a Cushman. They weren't made for as long. West Coasters were only made for like a 10-year period of time. Mm-hmm. They were all used for mail, I think. I think they're all like uh, yeah, trucksters, mailsters. Yeah. Maybe some of them were used like, I think I've seen, yeah, I think they're all used for mail. Gosh, now somebody's going to correct me. I think me. meter maids and stuff used them too. Those were the Cushmans. I don't know if the West Coasters were made for that. Okay. I think they may have just been made for the for the mail. Um, so anyway, there is a distinctive difference, and it certainly made a difference when ordering parts. And so right. it was a very helpful tip. Um, but, I mean, what on earth would have possessed us to have gotten something like that? We didn't know what we were getting ourselves into for yeah. sure. But I, I don't regret doing it because I think that it certainly kept us busy during a time when we had – more stressful things to set our minds to if we'd wanted to. So I think in some ways it was a good distraction, a very good distraction. And now you're becoming negative. What'd you call him? Realistic Ronald. Yeah. Okay. Not. Okay. I used to call myself realistic Rachel and now we've flipped the script and now you're realistic Ronald, which that's only been a new development in maybe the last 
three days. Since the time that we've owned the Cushman. That's not true. That's not true. Yeah, I know. I, I was excited about it. It really has been since... The hub broke? I feel like, yeah, since the hub broke, I feel like I've spent no less than 100 hours on the internet mm-hmm. researching, and I'm at a dead end. And, like, even the stuff that you found, like, you found a hub, you've probably put 200 hours on the internet, and you found the hub, finally, but then, like, all these brake parts aren't exact matches. They look close, but they're not exact. I thought so, you would enjoy this because it's, like, a puzzle. It's like it a, is. It's a puzzle that, that I don't know how it goes together. Like, I don't have the picture. Well, also, me, I don't you know? know that you think that you could possibly solve it. So, here's the thing. If I knew how to weld and I knew how to do metal work... I think I could. Like I of all the things I know how to do, I don't know how to work with metal. Mm-hmm. So that's where I, you know, like if this was, if this car was made out of wood, fix <laughs> it, or plastic, or yeah, I would agree. All of that, the electrical issues I know I can solve. Yeah, um, but just all you know, all these metal parts, the the hub, all the brake parts, anything that needs to be fabricated, basically, yeah, or that someone who who knows how to do that could be like, oh yeah, I'll just make one of yeah, those. I'll just cut the middle here or I can weld this or mm-hmm. and I don't know how to do any of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I feel like my hands are kind of tied when it comes to finding solutions. Mm-hmm. But now I found the hub, which is the major important part that I need, which we haven't really talked we about. We think. We think that's the major important part. Like well, in my mind, like you, I know you think that the hub has solved all the problems. I don't think that, but I think that we're on a doggone good track. Because everyone, are, I would say we were back on a track. We were not on. A track. We were derailed. <laughs> we're on like an off-road track. Right. <laughs> anyway, so all that being said, um, you know, I think back to the idea of memories. Like we are, we are documenting all of it right. via Instagram. And I, and I originally started documenting on Instagram for business, which mm-hmm. of course it still is for that purpose. Um, but I'm just so thankful that my business happens to coincide so much with my personal life that that we can keep track of all of it because I do think that the things that we're doing, the kids will of course um, remember a lot of it. Right. Of course, rose colored glasses or not or whatever, you know, they'll turn the memories however they want. Um, but getting into the nitty gritty details of what order they went in and all that has been well documented. And of course we've been watching a lot of Goldbergs lately. Yeah. From the 80s, which is a show from the 80s, which is all about... Well, it's a show from today about the 80s. Right. Which is um, such a great nostalgia for you and I, because I, I, it's been bringing up memories for me of just crazy things, like the furniture patterns that they had back then, yeah. the way a VCR looked in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I mean... Well, like we were just talking about rolls of film. Right. Yeah, the way that like the Nintendo, you know, all the all the games, they have all the stuff, you know, as part of their house. Right. How no one cared about design back then. I mean, I think some people did, but it certainly was not the driver. The I don't know what happened between 1980 and 2020 that has turned design into like every person has to have a well-designed home. Right. Isn't that interesting? Like Well, I think everyone you look at, back then just designed for themselves, you know? I feel like nowadays people design for... Other people? Other people, yeah. Look, what's her name? Bev Mm -hmm. Goldberg? Like, she's got, like, pictures hanging in crazy places. The husband's recliner she has no issue with. These days, it's like you'd hide that thing in the basement somewhere. Um, 
you know, your house always has to be show ready. Like, what has happened? I'm sure there's like a whole dissertation on this yeah, that I, I could know. probably that's read. A di- that's a different a, a podcast for another day. It is, but it's just interesting to me to look back at those memories of what what all that was too, and how how it brings up some stuff for me, like the wood paneling and all the, mm-hmm. you know, the songs they listen to and all that is just so nostalgic and great. But you forget about it because you you kind of smooth over all the bumps right. in your mind, and then you go back and you get to kind of revisit the bumps. In some ways, I wish that... that So that's exactly what Adam Goldberg did, the creator of the show. He videoed everything. He did right. document everything. He walked around with a, with a video, big old shoulder-sized... Mm-hmm. Like the nerdiest of nerd, but he loved it and he did it and he wasn't going to stop just because people thought he was crazy. And right. now he's got all those memories. He ended up making a show about it, of course, and that's how that the Goldbergs came to be. But... um he recorded all the bumps, just like I'm doing now with Instagram. I'm recording all the bumpy stuff, so we won't really get to smooth over it as much. Mm-hmm. Or even if we do it in our mind, we can still go back and reference the bumps. And he was definitely able to do that with his constant... Can you imagine how many VH ta- VHS tapes? Is it VHS? Yeah, VHS. VHS tapes he yeah, probably uh, had. Hundreds. Like, rooms and rooms full. Right. Because he would carry it to school with him, too. Just like, I think we've talked about Punky Brewster. She did the same thing. She carried around her video camera and ended up making a documentary about it. But it's Mm -hmm. just really cool, like, to be able to take your smoothed over um, memories and... Yeah, look back at the details. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the way that you remember the cool room. Y'all have have videos. We have video of that. (laughs) (laughs) Which has probably informed a little bit of your memory, don't you think? Probably. Like... You've seen the videos enough times to where it probably informs how you remember it. I mean, it those those are probably a lot of the highlights that I remember. There were probably other highlights that I've forgotten about mm-hmm. because they weren't documented. They were not, yeah. So, I guess all that to say, <laughs> where is this all going? All that to say, um, I'm going to keep documenting. I wish I had documented more before. Yeah. And at least had a way to store it and keep it so that we could go back and watch it. You can't possibly watch your life all over again. You don't have time to do that. But, um, oh gosh, I'm getting nostalgic in my old age. I didn't think this would ever happen. You know that? What? That I would look back and be like, oh. Like Uncle Rico? No, not that kind of. No, that's not nostalgic. (laughs) That's delusional. Those are two (laughs) different things. No, but look back and, you know, go, oh, yeah, we did that. I'm always just like, let's move forward. That's always kind of my thing. Yeah. I kind of want to look back now. After I've done it for one day, I sat there and looked over some Instagram stuff and was like, huh, look how far we've come. So proud. In a year. And we've always, we've always loved every <laughs> stupid garage last year. <laughs> yeah. It's bad. There was like two seats. A bunch of junk leaning up against the wall. Yeah. It looked like a yard sale. And remember, that was our cleaned up version. We had like. Yeah. We cleaned out the garage. There's still. Half of it's full of junk. Oh, my gosh. And the other half is two chairs and a... Embarrassing. We've come a long way, baby. I was going to say, you know, a year from now... We'll be embarrassed by we'll, how this yeah, was. I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't be watching because then we'll always just constantly be embarrassed by where we'd come from. I don't know. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so that's our conversation on memories, how to track them, how we're going to keep moving forward, keep documenting. Are you guys documenting your memories? Are you guys keeping them? Stop being that person who doesn't get on camera or doesn't want to have pictures taken of them. We could have a whole podcast about that too. Yeah. If you'd like to send us how you keep track of memories, are you guys doing Shutterfly books? Are you still printing them? 
sticking them in pockets. Are you on the gram? Clear clear pockets. Are you on the gram? Facebook? How are you doing it? Send us an email at buildingarensburg at gmail.com. You can send us a message on Facebook or Instagram at buildingarensburg. And until next time, bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. <laughs>